Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X podcast. This week, it's all about Facebook and I have a fantastic guest on the show. My guest is Gavin Bell. Now, Gavin is a multi-award winning entrepreneur, speaker, podcast host and director of Fat Pony, a Facebook advertising agency. So his agency works with brands all over the world and they help them to use Facebook in a way that not only builds their audience, but turns that attention into revenue as well. And he's worked with all sorts of brands from Virgin, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur on Fire, Social Media Examiner. Gavin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on. I have to ask immediately, um, why is what was the name Fat Pony? What's the origins of Fat Pony? <laughs> good question. So my my business name before was Blue Cliff Media, and I just felt it was like a really corporate sounding and totally not fun name. And so I kind of had in my head for like a good year or so, I kind of want to change the name to something fun or funny. And um, Lauren, my girlfriend who rides horses was like, why don't you just call it Fat Pony? And I was like, yes, that is perfect. That's the kind of thing that I would have on a t-shirt. And so let's go for it. So yeah, we, we changed the name like six months ago. And it's I just really like the name because every time I say it, people are like, why is your business called Fat Pony? And then it starts off a conversation. It is. It's it's a great idea. It's a conversational starter, isn't it? And it and it's funny and um you know it gives off your personality, your fun personality as well. So um yeah, I really like it. Why not call it Fat Pony? That she could have said anything really at that point then, couldn't she? Given that Fat Pony just let's go with it. <laughs> I know. I so, know. It's, um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great nothing to do with Facebook. It can, it means you can diversify as well, doesn't it? You know, you haven't got ads, digital content, anything like that in the name. So the world's your oyster as the business grows as well with a name like Fat Pony. <laughs> I know, absolutely. And I thought, I think it's just quite funny if, you know, 10, 20 years time, we've got a enormous portfolio of, I don't know, whatever types of businesses. It's quite funny to be like, yeah, that's Fat Pony properties over there or, you know, it's just uh, you can you can be successful in business without having to be that you know corporate professional sound. Yeah, I agree. The first that what was it? Blue Cliff. Blue Cliff what, Media. Yeah, it does, it does did sound quite corporate, didn't it? So um, good move. <laughs> so uh, right, uh, Facebook, all about Facebook. That's what I want to talk to you about today, um, and I think it's really timely because I have noticed more than ever recently when I've been speaking to mainly potential new clients and we'll go through their content and what they want to create, what they want us to help them with. And it's becoming a bit of a theme that when I say, and what about Facebook? You know, what do you want us to do on Facebook? Are you on Facebook? People are more and more starting to say, uh, no, either I've stopped on Facebook Facebook or, you know, I'm thinking about moving away from it because I don't think it's worth it anymore. Nobody's really seen my content. So I guess this is a quite a big opening question, but um, what is your opinion on this? So for small businesses, Facebook, should they be staying on Facebook? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think there's a couple of angles that I want to 
tackle this with? And for, I mean, first and foremost, from my perspective, although we focus purely on Facebook ads, the reason we focus on Facebook ads is because they drive the best results for our clients. If Facebook didn't work, then I would move away from Facebook. So Facebook definitely works. And I think the results that, I mean, our clients and other uh, businesses get on Facebook is, is testament to that. But the angles that I want to go down are one angle, which is a lot of people don't want to use Facebook from a personal perspective based on, you know, all the things that have come out in the news and uh, their ethics and so forth. And maybe saying that, you know, their grandparents use Facebook, so they don't want to use Facebook. <laughs> and I think that, I mean, if you don't want to use Facebook from a personal perspective, that's in totally uh, like no problem. You don't have to use it. I even have a tool on my laptop called Kill Newsfeed. That means I don't have a Facebook newsfeed because I don't want to see what people are having for breakfast. <laughs> but that's not a good enough argument to say I'm not going to use Facebook for my business because you should be basing that on can I get results in this platform as, a, as a, opposed to uh, I'm not using it for a personal aspect. So I think some people might fall into that category in which I'd say, well, I mean, you need to be using it to get results for your business. And I think the second category of people which are um, we've tried Facebook or Facebook's not given us the organic reach. It just doesn't really work for us. In that case, what I would say is chances are you don't have the right strategy in place because every business that I mean, I've ever worked with, unless they are a business that doesn't have a good product or service, Facebook can work for them in some aspect, whether that's a luxury brand. I've just been off a call with a client earlier who their product is a hundred thousand pounds or a hundred thousand dollars because they're selling citizenship to different countries and they use Facebook as a lead generator. Now they're not going to put up an ad and say, you know, this product's a hundred thousand pounds, but they put up an ad to maybe try and get someone to download their brochure to then get the sales team to phone them and start that relationship. So if Facebook isn't working for you, then I think what you really need to do is reevaluate your strategy. And don't get me wrong, it's definitely much harder than it used to be to get results on Facebook and to get, you know, good organic reach and to get people watching your content much harder than it used to be. But that's not to say that it's there's no value in it. So I think what you need to actually do as a business is look at it and say, is this a platform that realistically I can invest time and money in to get results or not? Just as you should be doing with all of the different platforms. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Instagram is also owned by Facebook. And so the I mean, when it comes to an advertising perspective, they're the, they're the same thing. So it should come down to, can I get results on this platform or not? The answer is going to be yes, but do you have the time and the money and the resources to invest into it to, to get those results? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that, you know, what you said in terms of the time and the money. So like digging a little bit deeper into that. So let's say, you know, when I guess when people get frustrated with the organic reach, which yes, for, for businesses, business pages has diminished considerably, but then there's no denying that Facebook ads platform is, you know, the most powerful advertising platform that there is for people to advertise on if they get it right, as you said, with the right strategy. Now, if you had, it's funny, it's kind of like going all in on one or the other when it seems like the obvious answer is to do a bit of a blend. But let's say 
somebody said, okay, I'm not going to do any more attempts at this organic play on Facebook because no one ever sees anything and it, it's, you know, it doesn't feel like a great use of my time. I'm only going to run Facebook ads. But what's your opinion on that from the perspective of um, how you then appear and can it work only running ads but not actually having you know, all the other aspects of social media from an organic side playing in the background of paid ads? Yeah, I think um, it, it definitely can work. So the constant struggle that I have working with clients is trying to get clients to continue to create content whilst they're already seeing results from a paid perspective. The the their tendency is to, when they start getting results from paid, is to kind of ignore the organic because they don't see the, the purpose in it. But I, I mean, I, I always put it and say, well, if you're running ads, how, how would you feel if you're a consumer? You see an ad, you click on it, you go to that page and you realize that that page hasn't posted anything since 2017. I mean, it's you're going to be, or they have posted stuff, but it's just rubbish that's getting no engagement. What's it going to do to the trust that you would be putting into that person? It's obviously going to diminish it. And so I, I would say from, from I think there's, there definitely needs to be a blend and what we need to be doing from a content perspective is ideally focusing on high quality video content and then using that high quality video content in and as part of our advertising strategy. So from an advertising perspective, we're either probably trying to generate sales or we're trying to generate leads. And if we're doing that, one of the things that we need to get right is the targeting. Who are the people that are seeing the ads that are trying to get take that action? And one of the most powerful things that we can do when we're advertising on Facebook is something called retargeting. So somebody engages with one of our videos on Facebook, we can then retarget them with an ad to essentially say, you watched this video and so we're now serving you this ad. So to give an example of what that might look like, if you're, uh, let's say you're a local business, let's say you are a gym, you might be putting free content out there that is, um, simple exercise videos, 30 second exercise videos. You can push, you can put them onto your page. You might get, you know, a hundred views and three likes. So you're going, you know, I'm not getting much engagement. This isn't very good. But if you put a little bit of paid advertising behind that and promote that out to people in your local area that are in your target demographic that have an interest in, you know, health and wellness, you're going to start to amass some views on that, which is great. Then we can use retargeting to retarget the people that have watched that video with an offer. Now, this is important because when somebody sees that secondary ad with the offer, they've already seen your exercise video. And so you've started to build that trust and that relationship with that person. They already know who you are. And so the results tend to always be better. So to go back to your initial question, there, there needs to be, in an ideal world, there needs to be a blend of both organic and uh, paid to get the best results, both from a branding perspective and a results from an advertising perspective. But it can work just focusing on one or the other. Just It just won't work as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when I see an ad, just the, the, the kind of person that I am, I would always click on, okay, who is this business? Let's go and look at, you know, the page, look at what content they put out. And as you said, if I see that they must only be put running the paid ads because I then can't really find anything else going on, you know, they haven't posted for ages. I'm not saying 
it would massively put me off because the kind of person I am, I'd probably then go to their website and go down more of a rabbit hole. And at least I would have found out about them. So in some regards, that ad would have still to them had some effect because I would have would they would be on my radar. But it, it's quite off putting if you see that there's no other content behind it and it's just paid ads. But then on the flip side, um only putting out organic content with no um kind of you know no paid strategy behind I think that's where people are saying you know that they're struggling the most so I suppose drilling down a little bit on that so well you mentioned video as an example so like you know people who tend to to listen to the podcast will be business owners people who work in marketing for businesses, um, entrepreneurs, uh, kind of people building personal brands, especially as well, um, creating longer form content on their own platform. So video content, podcasts, maybe blog, and then trying to what, what we're trying to teach is how can you have one core medium that you create content for, be it video, podcast, blog, or live stream, maybe, and then repurpose that for different platforms. So for Facebook in this conversation. So let's say somebody is a video content creator every week creating video for their uh, the, you know for their business for content marketing. How would you recommend that they could go about that nice blend that you suggested like of uh, the organic or paid you know how uh, for a long form content that's going to be sitting on another platform how can we then repurpose that to a Facebook strategy? Mm. Yeah. So I think, I mean, just like any platform, I guess the first question you need to ask yourself is what are the, what's the users on Facebook likely to be doing? So on Facebook, people are going to be speaking to friends and family. They're going to be, you know, wasting time on the sofa. So as a business owner, what we can't really do is just put on pure business uh, content. Well, we can, but it's not going to perform as well. What I found to work really well, and I guess that, I mean, the audience that you just described kind of is me as well. Personal brand has a business, creates video for the likes of YouTube. Um, what I found to work really well is to create kind of humorous videos, one minute, two minute long around business and around marketing. When I've posted, you know, a marketing tutorial doesn't perform very, very well. When I post something that's quite funny, such as, uh, you know, things not to do at a networking event, then it always performs much better. And it brings in the, you know, the shares and the comments, which is what you really want to get from an organic perspective, because that then promotes you in the algorithm. But one, one thing I would say is Facebook has three goals, which is one, to have more people come into the platform, two, to be spending more time on the platform, because that means at the end of the day, they get more ad revenue. And so if you're creating content that brings people to the platform and gets them spending time on the platform, consuming your video content, Facebook are going to send that to more people because it's help you're helping them achieve their ultimate goal. And when I say Facebook are going to send, I just mean from an algorithm point of view, if you're creating content that, you know, people are just swiping past or not engaging with, not watching, then Facebook aren't going to show anybody because you're going against what they ultimately want to try and achieve. So we need to try and focus on creating content that captures attention and then keeps attention and ideally gets somebody to engage with us. And that's going to be different based on the different you know, markets and business businesses that people have 
that are listening to this. So what I would say is what we need to do is first make an assumption on what we think is going to work. And if you're already creating content for, say, YouTube or long form content, you hopefully have an idea of what resonates with your audience already. And then think about how can you take that, repurpose it into something shorter, into something that could work in the Facebook atmosphere environment and then publish it and do that for a few weeks and then start looking at the numbers in your Facebook dashboard to see, well, what's working and what's not. And one of the metrics that's really good and key to look at here is the average watch time for a video on Facebook. So the average watch time for a video on Facebook currently is six seconds. So people are watching videos on average for six seconds, which is nothing. So every time you post a video, go and check what that video average watch time was. If it's six seconds, you're average. If it's over six seconds, you're, you're doing pretty well. If it's like 15, 20, 25 seconds, then you know that that video is capturing the attention. And that's the type of video that you then go, right, what we want to do is promote it out to more people using paid. So that kind of blend, I would say, to get the best results is post your organic content and then promote the ones that perform the best organically with paid. And by that, by doing that, you're essentially adding fuel to the fire. You're, you're helping promote something that's already working as opposed to what some people do is go, and this is purely an ego play is people go, ah, this video's done rubbish. It's got no views, no likes. I'm going to uh, spend money on it to try promote it to get more likes and to get more views. So I look better as opposed to just skipping past that video and focusing on the one that actually does perform. So, I mean, something that we do a lot with clients and works really well is you might, if you post a video every week, so you post 52 videos on Facebook, even if you only have one video per, that performs well, you can promote that video out for 365 days a year and ignore the other 51 videos that you posted. And that's going to be far better than, you know, putting five pounds or five dollars behind every single video. So we want to just focus on the winner. So it's going to be every, everyone's different. So we want to play a testing game and produce content, see what works and then do more of what works and stop doing what doesn't work. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And that that what you're saying there is, you know, you're creating the videos and then you're putting them onto Facebook. And then, you know, as you said, testing and putting money on the ones to boost the ones that are performing well. That's a different strategy to, you know, actually somebody thinking, right, I must create a video now for a Facebook ad. And the only intention of the video is that it is posted as a Facebook ad. Now, do people tend to do that or do people tend to do, as you said, create videos as posts and then boost the post? Yeah, so we, I, we want to kind of, as part of our organic content overall strategy, to be producing content and promote the ones that are working. But we also... I mean, if you're if we're building a you know a proper advertising campaign, then we would want to create specific ads for those specific campaigns, because then we can do you know kind of fun things to say, create a video that's like, hey, I, I saw you you looked on my podcast page on my website. Thanks so much for that. You might be interested in X Y Z. So it's like in an ideal scenario, a combination of both. But I would say, if somebody is brand new to Facebook or just thinking about running Facebook ads, then that initial strategy of First, focusing on your content strategy, get that nailed down and then only spending money on the ads on the on the videos that are performing well is a really good place to start.
Yeah. And I think it, as we talked about, you know, you were saying a struggle that you have is convincing your clients to create that, you know, organic content as well as, as the content that goes throughout and convincing them there's still a reason to have an active page and an active feed. Um, if you have that strategy, you're kind of forcing yourself, aren't you, to stay in the interaction, engage, like um, active page role. You're forcing yourself to do that, but monitoring what you're going to go all in on with a bit of a budget, which, which makes sense. And I know what you mean about the um, the retargeting because we, um, you know, a lot of my friends who don't know this world of ads and retargeting and stuff, they hate it when they say it's spooky and big brother and don't like it when people really directly say, hey, you're seeing this because you abandoned my pay cart recently or something like that. Or, um, or you're seeing this because you were on the, you know, you recently purchased something and, you know, you expressed an interest straight after it looking at this product as well or something like that, because it seems a bit big brothery and you know if you know this world that we know well you know it's actually just this really straightforward process of pixels and retargeting and things like that but not not a lot of people necessarily like that approach do they as well when it's really do you find that when it's really over retargeting that you know a lot of the general public don't think it if, if they find it like a bit not smarty pants but spooky yeah i, I would definitely say that kind of Whenever you hear people speak about it, it's always with a negative slant yeah. and that, that's a little bit weird. I don't like that. However, on the flip side, it's always the best performing ads. Is it? You, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you, the best return on ad spend ads that you can run are for somebody that has checked out or added something to their basket on your shop, on your uh, website, but haven't purchased you will, I will always, always be the best performing from a return on ad spend perspective. Uh, the only problem is there's not that many people in there typically, so you can't spend lots and lots of money on it. But like you say, it's quite funny. People will say that, but then when you look at the results, those are always the best performing no, ads. That's really interesting. So and yeah, so you, you, there's not a lot to spend on because you've not that many people in that profile but when there is it's worth the spend because it performs well um yeah it's funny that i guess um even when people say that maybe they still they still went and clicked or did whatever it's a good reminder i guess um so with videos like i know that video is big on facebook and we've talked about how you can look at the watch rates and then put money on that and everything let's look at different forms of content so what about so let's say you are a podcaster and you put podcast out every week, podcast on your host, on your website, and you're forming that strategy for more people on Facebook being aware of your podcast episodes or even the fact that you have a podcast. Um, what kind of strategy would you recommend for that where, you know, it's audio only, so we don't have the initial video to play with, should we create a video specifically because that will still perform better or is there something else that we could be doing with that kind of content yeah so what, what i suggest we do is we we try and create video in some shape or form so that's either um something that you do very well amy is is you create a video to say i've just you know interviewed this person and this podcast has gone live yeah and do that or if you you know are doing an interview uh, podcast interview and you've got video from zoom or skype we can use that or something that i've seen um one of my friends do very well is he he interviews people 
in person and we'll create a very like a quite a funny 10 15 second clip with that person so creating video that way if not if you can't do any of those forms then what you can do is you can create like an audiogram video and we can use that so there's always a way to create video somehow and the, re the reason that this works really well is is what we can do is we can create an ad on Facebook or uh, first of all, let's create a post on Facebook with that video and tell people about the podcast with a link to, um, ideally what I would say is actually link to your podcast page on your website. So we're not, you know, cutting out half our audience with Android and iPhone. So for example, in this week's episode, we're speaking to XYZ all around Facebook ads. If you want to listen to the full thing, here's a link to the, to the, podcast page and then in that post you've got the video that you know that short uh, video that's giving a little sneak peek of what's in the interview then we can promote that out to people that we think are in our uh, relevant audience and then hopefully we get people going to our website and then that allows us going down a kind of further retargeting route once somebody's been on our website if we have the facebook pixel installed that allows us to retarget them if someone has watched that initial video in that post we can also retarget them and send them back to the podcast so the idea the the example of my friend who who has the podcast he his podcast is eventually essentially he gets famous sports people onto his show and, in, and interviews them around music so what he does is every time he has a famous person so he had like the scotland football manager on for example he gets them to create a funny 10 15 second you know promo piece for that podcast and he'll promote, he'll then uh, post that on Facebook and he'll promote it to people that have an interest in Scottish football or if the person's famous enough, you can actually target them based on their name. So you know that the people that are seeing that ad are people that have an interest in that person. And then we can get hopefully hundreds or even thousands of views doing that and then retarget all of those people to the specific podcast itself so that is a strategy that's worked really well again it's that kind of two-step process where we're creating the video content promoting that out and then retargeting people that have initially consumed and the reason we do that is because having that initial piece of content the video first before going straight to the podcast almost qualifies people to say that if, if you've watched that video of the scotland football manager talking about this podcast episode, chances are you're actually interested in listening to the full thing. But if you don't watch that initial video, then you're not interested, so you won't get hit by that retargeting ad. And can and does that help to reduce your spend as well then? You know, the smarter you are and the more you actually try and like disqualify people who aren't interested, does that mean you know the you know essentially you're just stopping yourself from wasting money because you really are going to put people off that you don't want to be going through on your ads as well? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, if we if we post a a link to the podcast and we direct that to people that have no idea who we are, we're going to be serving that ad to people that quite frankly aren't interested in it at all. Uh, so Facebook are going to go right. Well, it's not them. It's not a very high relevant. It's not a very relevant ad. So cost is going to go up people aren't engaging so of course the cost is going to go up whereas if we kind of go that smarter route and we serve a piece of valuable content first then facebook is going huh well that's just an interesting piece of content they're not really making an ask people are more likely to engage with it so it's going to make facebook happier and thus reduce the cost for us so yeah it definitely helps with reducing the cost 
and also getting us um, people that are more likely to actually take that action and listen. Yeah, that completely makes sense. I guess um, something that I'm thinking here is that for people who are starting out or don't have a particular big budget and perhaps they you know the budget that they do have is going into the the podcast or the the youtube the videos or the content overall and then this process of the promotion out on social media they may not necessarily have much of a budget and i imagine there'll be people listening who are thinking well actually i'd then i don't know how to do any of this retargeting and things like that so i'd have to pay someone to place the ads as well as actually um, pay for the ad spend as well so maybe you're thinking still right this this just then doesn't sound like the platform for me because I, I don't have that budget at this moment in time how can people without a budget uh, if it's possible how can how can they bypass the noise somewhat it won't be as effective of course because you know if you pay for anything you usually get what you, you know get what you pay for you're paying for something premium but if you don't have a budget um we talked about the blend, but what about zero? So zero spend, completely organic. What have you seen working for attempting to bypass that noise and still get your long form content promoted on the platform? Yeah. So for one of the best free ways to promote content on Facebook is, in my experience, is by using Facebook groups. So find groups that are relevant to your niche. Now, if you're in marketing like us, and even if, if you're kind of in a, you know, the coaching sphere, this is going to be much more difficult for you to do because those types of groups are much more susceptible to people like spamming and promoting their own work in it. So chances are they'll, they'll get removed. But an example is a couple of years ago, I used to create a lot of outdoor Scottish content. And that content was me, you know, going hiking at the weekends and, uh, swimming in the sea and all those types of things. And I used to get on average probably about 20, 30, 40,000 views per video every single week. Sometimes getting up to, I think the, the most viewed one was 300,000, totally organic. And the way that I did it was I just identified groups that were all such like Scotland outdoor lovers, Scotland camping, all these types of outdoor Scottish groups and just promoted my video into them. When I say promoted, I mean like simply just share the video into those groups. And the views from that were just like through the roof. Now, I can't do that right now with the content I create around Facebook ads and marketing because the types of groups that I'd be posting into, people are just going to be like, you're spamming and it's, you know, it's just not going to work. But if you're in the business of, let's say, guitar teaching or you, you have a, a niche that is away from that kind of business marketing, then that is honestly the best organic content strategy I can give you from a distribution point of view. Because if you post a video, a guitar lesson into, or, you know, you unboxing a new guitar and you share that into a guitar lovers Facebook group, you're going to get engagement and you're going to get a ton of views, which then feeds into you know, I know we said no paid, but your retargeting audience, if you ever want to use that, or just generally people following your page. Um, so 100% Facebook groups. Yeah. And the reason that I love that so much is because not only can you, as you said, you know, 
post your content and and get that in front of people who are super specific to what you're trying to achieve. But it can help you formulate your content strategy as well, can't it? Because if you're in a super a super focused group and you see people asking questions and things like that and you see all the hot topics and hot discussions and then you think right okay I'm a podcaster and I've seen that question asked 10 times in the last few weeks next week's podcast episode is going to be all about that then not only do you start creating content that serves you know people in that group but of course people who aren't in the group but are still your ideal audience and then you know it helps you content plan it helps you know what questions people are asking and if you do then post it's funny you should ask that question next time it's asked um i did like a, a full podcast episode on that recently um that's not spam is it that's sharing content is helpful because you're not saying get this free download or pay for a consultation with me or I've just PM'd you some spammy message. It's just saying here's something that answers the question and it helps you out. So it can help in upwards and downwards, can't it? Promoting but also creating as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a perfect example of that is I saw uh, in one of these groups there was a massive debate that was started by someone else, not me, around um, is should should we let more tourism into Scotland because it's ruining our roads and there's rubbish on the side of the roads and all this sort of stuff. So rather than getting stuck into the conversation in the comments and spending an enormous amount of time in there, I just filmed a video. Uh, and I essentially took the comments that people were using in the video, some pros, some cons, put my own opinions on it, created a video, and then shared that into the group and answered the question, got a ton of attention because it was part of that kind of highly debate, uh, that highly heated debate, and it, the the video did extremely well. So, in all of these different groups, there's going to be examples of that. Like you say, there's going to be questions people are asking, and simply just looking at them and going, right, I'm going to answer that question on my podcast, and then link to the answer, link to the podcast episode to that person's post. There you go. You've just got somebody that has asked the question. You're answering it. Uh, and it's a, I mean, it's perfect content distribution. Yeah, exactly. So it's a great, you know, just find those groups and uh, play by the rules of the groups and, you know, be creative, as you said, like creating new and different content. And if you jump on and create a video for a group, obviously there's more than that you can do. We can repurpose that, you can share it on Instagram or put it out as a tweet as well. And, you know, make it go further than just that group as well. Can't you, depending on how you word it and, and how you phrase things and things like that. But there's, there's so much that can come from, just being responsive in in the groups and paying attention. So so really, I guess the the big takeaways from our conversation is that no, you know, Facebook is is not somewhere. So you shouldn't be leaving Facebook, but you should have a good strategy in place and you know know what you want to achieve and be intentional with your content. Uh, ads, you know, do work. Of course they do. It's, it's the most powerful platform, but you need to be good with your targeting. And more importantly, put your money on your winners and then retarget, like focus on the retargeting aspects to get the best bang for your buck. And if you've got no budget, um, but you want to still try and grow presence in an audience, but more so get your content in front of people, groups is the place to be really. That's 
a massive kind of takeaway from this episode. Um, is there anything else, you know, any kind of biggies, any big kind of maybe getting started or refocus for 2020 on Facebook tips for anyone as any kind of closing comments for um, this week's episode? I think one thing I would just leave with is to say that one, you, you can get results on Facebook for, you know, well, the minimum you can spend on Facebook is a, a dollar a day. <laughs> and depending on your goals, even if you just want a little bit more brand awareness, you want a little bit more people watching your video, um, or maybe you're going down a retargeting route, which is slightly more complex, you can get results for not a lot of money. So although Facebook maybe is a pay to play platform now, um, although there are strategies that we spoke about on how to get the best, the most from an organic perspective, you don't have to break the bank to advertise on Facebook. And so I would say, try and either either go down two routes. I would say, if you don't have much time, you're not very techy, and you don't, and you just want to get, you know, the easiest strategy on Facebook is just start boosting. Um, the best performing organic pieces of content, but be, be sure to drill in your targeting when you do that. If you're a little bit more techy and you want to kind of drive more business results, but you, again, maybe don't have a huge amount of budget to put behind it, is look into retargeting and how you can maybe retarget people that have been on your website or watched your videos and send them to your offers and your sales pages, et cetera, to try and drive those actual results because retargeting will be the best performing uh, ads you can run from a return on ad spend perspective, but promoting the organic content that you produce will be the the easiest ads that you can run, but you can still get results from. Yeah, and it's crazy that you can start with something as low as a dollar a day, isn't it, as well? So um, even just to become more familiar with the platform, um, it's good to maybe just start on lower budgets, like you said. Um, well, how would you recommend people learn you know even because it can be quite a confusing advertising platform um it's not always the most intuitive is it it's quite fiddly sometimes is there what 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 resource or is that something that you yourself help people with in terms of understanding the basics i know you run ads for all sorts of businesses and brands but um do you help people understand how to use Facebook ads as well or have any tips on that just for the basics? Yeah, absolutely. So I have got I've got my my funnel academy, which is $49 a month. And and inside there we essentially take people through uh, you know, absolute no knowledge of funnels and ads and retargeting all the way to being able to run and manage your own ad campaigns and set everything up. So that's in there. But if people want free resources, then they can head to my website, my YouTube channel. Uh, where I've got a ton of free videos, ton of free blogs, free guides that people can download for free. Um, so that's all over at uh, mrgavinbell.com. Brilliant. Okay. That sounds fantastic. So you've got everything then. So um, so I'll link over there in the notes, mrgavinbell.com. And is um, anywhere else that people can go to reach you or is that the main place that we should send people to on the show? Yeah. If you want, if you want to get in touch, you can head there or... Um, any of the social media platforms, I'm there with the exact same handle, Mr. Gavin Bell. Mm -hmm. uh, probably the best to get in touch is Instagram. Just slide into my DMs at Mr. <laughs> Gavin Bell and uh, happy to answer any questions that people have. 
Brilliant. Okay, thanks, Gavin. Well, that's been such a great conversation. I could talk for ages about about this whole world of, of Facebook and what to do and how to stand out and everything. But um, I need to wrap up here. So thank you so much for coming on. I will put links to your website, your social media and everything. And good luck to everybody with Facebook as well. It's been a wonderful episode and you've given so much great tips and advice. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe if you haven't already and even leave a review. That would be really appreciated as well. Now to let you know, my new book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results is now available to purchase. You can get that over on Amazon or if you head to content10x.com forward slash book. I'm getting loads of really great reviews coming in from the book already. So thanks so much to those of you who've already purchased it and left reviews. It really is the ultimate guide to content repurposing and you can discover all sorts of tips and tricks for how to repurpose pretty much any type of content in the book. If you're interested in our fully end-to-end content repurposing service, then head on over to content10x.com as well, where you can find out lots about that. And also give me a follow over on social media. I'm at content10x on all of the social media platforms. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.